0: But, uh, uh, this, this, this will be a Father's Day message, but it'll also be a, a good message for everybody. Amen? Because I, I want to talk about the Father fact. You, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't get it down in our hearts who God is. He's our Father. I said, He's our Father. He's our Heavenly Father. And Jesus introduced us to the Father. Thank God for that. He introduced us to the Father. I want to look at 1 John 3, verses 1-4. through It said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. And beloved, now we are the children of God, And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we do know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he's pure. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. We're going to talk about the Father fact. Because, you see, the whole concept of redemption is... Bringing the human race back into fellowship with God. That, that's the whole concept of redemption. The whole concept of Jesus coming into this earth was because man had sold off their birthright as the children of God to Satan himself in the garden. And God, aren't you glad that God just didn't wipe them out and say, okay, I'll just, that's it, that's all, that's, I'll just start all over. He could have done that, you know, he could have just started all over, just like that if he wanted to. But no, he had a plan. Yes, he did. And God, right at that moment, spoke to the serpent and said, the seed of the woman shall bruise thy head. Hallelujah. What was the seed of the woman? The seed of the woman was Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. As he came into this earth and became sin, he bruised and stepped on the head of the serpent. Thank God. And through the blood and through the cross, we've been redeemed. We've been purchased. We've been bought. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's not like it used to be. Thank God. Aren't you glad for that? Y'all remember when you first got saved? Felt like about 10,000 pounds was lifted off of you. I mean, you know, some of you might have had more sin than others. I don't know, but but I mean, it felt like a load lifted off me when I really got saved. Now, see, I was raised in church. I was raised in church because my daddy got saved when I was about four or five, you know, and and I was raised in church. But when I really got saved, see, how I many know you can you you can you can be born in a barn, but that don't make you a, a cow. <laughs> You could be born in a church and that don't make you a Christian. But And I was just a young child, but I remember, it it was probably around that time, five, six years old. I remember when I gave my heart to the Lord and God, I had a broken and a contrite spirit even as a child towards God. And God sent His love and just showered me with His love and His presence in my life and the joy of the Lord. And you all may experience the same thing. Some of you may have been at different ages when you got saved. Some of you may have been adults. Some of you may have been middle-aged. Some of you may have been teenagers. You know, I don't know. But the thing is, it's the same thing that happened when we say yes to the Lord. There's a load that's lifted. And that serpent's head, it was bruised. Glory to God. And the seed of the woman, which was Jesus Christ, bruised it. And victory's ours. Now... Look what, the, the, whole, the whole concept is that bringing, bringing man back to God. We, we, I, I, the fellowship between man and God was broken. But God restored the fellowship with Adam and Eve, and the first sacrifice was done in the garden there. And in fact, uh, when, when Cain and Abel were offering their offerings to the Lord... You know, it was the attitude of Cain's heart that caused him not to be, not to be accepted by the Lord in that. Because it was the attitude of his heart. But you see, Abel had the right heart because God cut covenant with Adam and Eve when they first sinned. And then Adam and Eve, their children, they taught them what covenant was with the Lord. And they taught them what it was. Now look at John 16 verse 28. This is Jesus talking about himself. I am coming out from the Father, and I'm coming to the world, and I leave the world and go unto the Father. In other words, I'm coming from the Father into this world, and I'm leaving this world, and I go back to the Father. He came as a babe, grew up in this world, and, and for, you know, he only ministered about, what, three years or so? In, in, the, in the earth here, he was around 33 uh, years old when, when they crucified him and all of these things. But you see, the thing is, he came into this earth as the Son of God to restore all the rights and all the stuff that belonged to us before the fall of Adam. God, God wanted to restore and that's what he did through Jesus Christ. Amen? But I'm come out from the Father and come into the world, and I leave the world and go to the Father. And, and you remember Jesus said, uh, as Jesus was talking to the people in John 3.3, 3, he's talking to Nicodemus, actually, that was asking, what can I do to be born again? And look what Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, in other words, we've got to have the new birth. And this, Listen, I'm, I'm still talking about the Father fact here this morning because Jesus is, is showing the people the only way you're going to be able to get back to heaven and get back into the right graces with God, the Father, is through me. And it's going to be the redemptive power of God that's going to redeem you, purchase you, and, and, and it's my blood that's going to do it. He was telling them that. Now, in John, 1 John 4 and 4, the Apostle John is making this statement to the church. He said, you are of God, little children. mean, means one of the little children of God. <laughs> We're of God. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world. So I'm talking about the redemptive power of God. Can you say amen? Now, uh, God has a purpose for every father. Every father. Uh, the Bible emphasizes that God's teachings were handed down from generation to generation. Uh, that's, that's how we've learned, from generation to generation. From the time of Moses, when he delivered the children of Israel out of bondage, and they begin to write the, the history of Israel, and, and Moses actually wrote... Uh, about Abraham and wrote about all of these things that happened with Abraham. And Moses, he, he was writing about the history uh, uh, of that, and the history of Israel was coming alive in the hearts of people. Thank, thank the Lord. We, we've got a history today. Every one of us have a history. This church has a history. Every believer, every, if they're not part of this church or what, they're, every church, every believer has a history. And that history is good because Jesus is involved in it. But it's restoration. It's redemption. And that's what God's given us. And today, this generation today, uh, you know, we have one sad thing about our generation today. It's a fatherless generation. I say fatherless. I mean, many fathers have not taken the responsibility of the children. Many ladies, women, young girls, young ladies have had to take on that responsibility, bear the responsibility of raising the child. And they haven't had the father figure. uh, Some of the children have not had that father figure in their life. And I'm just telling you what, this is what, not only what preachers and what Christians are saying. this, This is what psychologists, this is what people that deal with these problems every day in the world with people. And I'll tell you, it's a fatherless society. And we have not had a role model for children. It's important. It's important that we have a role model. Praise God. My daddy was kind of gruff. And he was kind of rough. <laughs> On the edges, so to speak. But I want to tell you something. My daddy had a very tender heart. Very tender heart. I, I, I probably, my, my younger brother never did see my daddy cry. You know. He said, "Well, I, I don't think he, you know, he just hard nosed and hard headed, and and all this, and and uh, well, my brother was almost like he was, you know, <laughs> but thank God. And even when God got a hold of him, he even changed. I mean, he got tender hearted. He began to be weepy, and 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 when I say weepy, I'm talking about soft hearted and and uh, the Lord, pliable in the hands of God, uh, and 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 so God changed him too. But you know, the thing is." The fatherless society is happening in our generation even more and more and more and more. And listen, it's not just in America. It's all over the world. It's everywhere. It's in Europe. It's everywhere. It's in, I mean, the places that people don't even know who their fathers were. And so it's everywhere. It's a fatherless generation. But thank God, listen. I'm not leaving us there hanging, thinking there's no hope. (laughs) Because a person that doesn't know their father, there's still great hope. There's still great grace, and there's still great mercy, and there's still great love. And it doesn't matter on that. Listen, I'll tell you what. God makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus when we're born again. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Thank the Lord. And some of those children that were... that that were deserted and uh, put on their own and didn't have a father figure, a lot of them are getting born again and saved, and God's used them in a powerful way in this end-time revival, in this end-time move of God. Amen? But listen, children are raised that way. But I want to show the solution to a life of loneliness and anxiety of not knowing who the Father is and and His love to us all. What's sad is, as a Christian, People don't know who their father is. I'm not talking about the earthly father. I'm talking about their heavenly father. We we haven't we haven't got the picture of a loving father. Um, I, I sometimes I, I've heard preachers preach, and it's almost like they preach with glee, telling people they're going to go to hell. If you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. You know. Well, but yet I've seen other preachers that preach the same message about hell, hellfire and brimstone, and the, and the consequences of not serving God and letting God be God in our life. And they sit there and weep with tears coming down their face, telling people God loves them and the, and the presence of God wants to be in their life. And I, I tell you what, who's going to get more results is the one that's got the weeping, tender hearted. You know, Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet, the weeping prophet. Did you know Jeremiah prophesied all those years? And did you know not, not the, the nation of Israel didn't come to the Lord during that period? They, they did. He wept. He preached. And he wept. And he wept and preached. And I want to tell you something. All we can do as believers... You, you need to weep over your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and all the friends and neighbors that you know. And you, you can weep and have a weeping. Uh, when I say weep, I'm talking about weeping uh, for them and travailing for them in the Spirit that they can have their eyes open to see the love of a father. Amen. And our, uh, God's our Heavenly Father. Can you say amen? Now, Christianity is not a religion. <laughs> it's a family. On. Hallelujah. It's a family. We're a family. You can pick your friends, you can't pick your family. <laughs> You're stuck with me. <laughs> but we're a family. Amen? And this is what God wants us to see. It's a family. It's a father. It's his children. And we're, we're children of God. And uh, it differs Christianity differs from all the religions in the world. It's, it's different from everything else. Because it's love. It's, it's bond. It's not a creed. It's not a set of doctrines. Nor necessarily a code of ethics. Although the Bible gives us guidelines... Guidelines for what we're supposed to do. Thou shall not. I mean, those thou shall nots are for our benefit. How I many when you raise your children and you had to slap their little hands sometimes? They're getting in the stuff and you had to slap their hands and it just broke your heart because they thought you were just destroying them. They just yelled and screamed. I mean, the first time I had to spank my daughter's hand. She was about three. I spanked her hand. And she, goes, ah! I mean, you know, I, I, I said, you know, we lived in an apartment at that time. And, and I said, don't people going to think i beat you to death. Ah! <laughs> but, you know, there is discipline. But you can do it with love. Yeah. Amen. I told her one time I was spanking her. I said, oh, this hurts me worse than it does you. And she said, well, don't do it then, Daddy. <laughs> If it hurts you worse, just don't do it. Well, but it's the father and his children. And there are commandments of God. There are things that God puts there. Yeah. If you don't have laws, you gotta you got a society that's just running array and, and doesn't know what to do. You know, they do their own thing. And so God does have laws. God does have laws. Spiritual laws. He's got some physical laws. He listen. He's got boundaries. Amen. There's boundaries, and we, we, we've got to understand the boundaries that we, we we can't lust after something else that somebody else has. That's God's got boundaries set. He's our Father, and He'll take care of us. And uh, but but it's uh, it's the Christianity is. Is love. It's the love of God. It's the love of Jesus Christ. It's his personality in us. Did you know what? Kids can tell if somebody likes them or not. Did you know they can pick up on it real quick? Dogs can pick up on it real quick. Went over to Paula's house the other day and she got two little bitty dogs, you know. About 60 pounds apiece probably or more. <laughs> I tell you what, they let you, they let you, they let her know somebody's at the door. But when they come to the door, they just want to get all over you, you know. But you know, but but God, God's God's a God of love. He loves us, and uh, it's relationship. It's knowing who we are in Christ. It's knowing who he is. It's knowing the love of God. See, it's not, listen, I don't know about you, but when I used to disappoint my father, and I knew I disappointed him sometimes, uh, it made me feel bad. Because you know what, sometimes he'd come by and he'd say, well, Clarence, Richard, he said, you know, you shouldn't have done that. I felt about this big, you know. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, I ought to spank you, but I'm going to let it pass this time. And he wouldn't smile when he talked a lot of times. You know, and uh, listen, believe me, he could spank. He knew how to discipline. But you know what? I also knew my daddy loved. Yeah. And, and, and what we've got to understand, God is love. That don't give us a right and a license to go out here and do everything, step on God's heart to do all these things. But, but, but it gives us, it gives us a, real, a realization that God is God and He's on our side. Can you say amen? But Jesus revealed the Father. I'm, I'm talking about the Father fact. Listen, we need to understand, if we don't have this Father fact established in our heart, it's going to be hard to walk in this earth as a child of God because we got to know Him as our Father. God is my Father. That's the reason I had Ramona sing that song this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So thank God for that. Now, Christianity is not a philosophy. It's a revelation of divine and human relationship between us and God. And Jesus revealed the Father to us. I want you to look at Scripture here. In in John, uh, the Gospel of John 16, verse 28. He said, I came out from the Father, and He came into the world again. And I leave the world, and I go unto the Father. Now listen listen to what He says. I came out from the Father, and I'm coming into this world, and I'm coming to the world, and again, I'm leaving this world. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to be leaving again. And go unto the Father. I'm going to be returning back to the Father. So Jesus had a pre-existence. I'm not telling you nothing new, but we need to refresh our memory sometimes. Jesus was in the beginning. He was there. Jesus didn't start at the birth, with Mary giving birth to a baby Jesus. That was at the beginning of Jesus. Jesus was there in creation. When God said, let us make man in our image, he was talking to Jesus, and guess who else was there? The Holy Ghost was there. All three of them were present. Because the Holy Ghost moved upon the face of the waters. The Holy Ghost moved and began to move things around and make the land and the water. You know, the, the, the land was separated from the water because the Holy Ghost was part of this thing. So they were all there in the beginning. Jesus was pre-existence. Look at what Jesus said in John 17, verse 4. I have glorified thee on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. See, Jesus right there was telling them. Sometimes they didn't listen. They didn't hear everything. But Jesus was telling them right there, and, glorify, uh, and, and uh, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Jesus was in the beginning. Thank God. When we, when we say that in the beginning God created the heavens and earth, we need to understand Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost was all present. And they all had their part in what was going on. Now look, Jesus, uh, Jesus inter, uh, introduced the God of the Jews, Elohim, as his father. And uh, look at John 5, verse 17 and 18. Jesus answered, answered them, My father worketh even until now, until I, and, and, and I work. For this cause, therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he was only, he had not only broke the Sabbath, but he also called God his father. <laughs> Making himself equal with God. I was preaching one time, and I, over in uh, Ephesians, Paul said he's, he's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And where was he seated? Far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion. And I was preaching on that, and I said God has exalted us and lifted us and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is that what the Gospel of Paul said? That's what he said, Right? And this is what Jesus was telling the people, I'm going back to my father. <laughs> and they said, you know, it was bad enough for him preaching some of the dogma and the, and the stuff that he was preaching, but now he's saying that he was with the father in the beginning. Yes. Call it God, his father. And Jesus showed that intimacy with him. Look what he said in John 5 19 through 20. Jesus answered and said to them, Most surely I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in this manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may be marveled. <laughs> Listen, it's important to understand. Jesus was revealing the Father, he was revealing the Father. And First John four seventeen. See, as Christ is, so are we in this world. As Christ is, so are we in this world. How many believe Jesus is victorious over the devil? How many believe he's Lord over the devil? He's Lord over every demon power. He's Lord over everything the devil has done and tried to do, and Jesus is Lord over it all. But look what he said in John four, verse seventeen. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. That means fathers, grandfathers, uncles, husbands, young adults, male adults. Uh, all, we, we, we exemplify, we can exemplify the true father. God himself. It's important. It's important. Listen. I know, I know, raising my daughter, you know, I, I, there was times that I, I didn't do it just right on some things. And I had to humble myself. How many's ever had to humble yourself? Oh, yeah. We used to call it eating humble pie. <laughs> and I have, I've had to humble myself and go to my little daughter and tell her, I was wrong. I was wrong. But then there was times when, when I had to get, off, get on to her again and, and administer a little punishment, you know, and, uh, and do a little punishment with her. And, and then she wouldn't think I was such a goody-goody. <laughs> but she knew that she deserved it when she got it. And she knew if I did it when she didn't deserve it, I was going to humble myself and repent over it. God, well, of course, God doesn't have to repent over anything he does because he is God. And God is love. And everything he does is for our benefit. Amen. Can you say amen? So God is our father. (laughs) Sometimes the word father brings a negative image to a lot of people. Did you know the word Father, Father God, brings a negative image to a lot of people in church? Because all they've heard is hellfire and brimstone. Now, don't get me wrong. If we don't make things right with God, hellfire and brimstone awaits those that do not obey and submit to God. that's, that's, That's in the Bible. But I'm talking about every time you come to church, you get hellfire and brimstone. Listen, sometimes we just need to show that God loves you. And that God, now He doesn't tolerate sin. Amen? I don't mean we tolerate that we say it's okay. But we show that God loves us and God will enable us, empower us, and His grace will be in our lives so that we can fulfill the plan that God has for us and be who God's called us to be. Through the grace of God. Through the grace of the Lord. Praise God. Now, there's four things I want to just give you briefly here. Uh, four characteristics that, uh, about God our Father. And we can compare ourselves to this. Number one, God is a caring Father. He cares for me. He wants you to know that you're loved and cared for. God wants you to know that. Even us that's been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for years, God still wants to remind us He loves and cares for us. In spite of it. And if you don't get anything else this morning, you matter to God. <laughs> yeah. Every one of us matter to God. We all matter to God. God cares about you. He loves you. Psalms 103 verse 13 is, a Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who honor him. The compassion of God. God is a compassionate God. And just like an earthly father has compassion on his children, the Lord has compassion on those who honor him and this is god 's most outstanding characteristic is that he 's caring, loving, and compassionate god care i, I don 't want wouldn't you hate to sometimes uh, when we were in school you know i don 't know when they started all this stuff it was a little psychology stuff they were doing, I think you know, but they say draw pictures of uh, What's your mother and daddy? You know, just symbols, you know, just show. And some of them, uh, some of the kids would have a, a daddy with a knife, you know, and maybe that, you know, who knows? Maybe that's what they saw him do. I don't know. Uh, a, a club in his hand, you know, ready to beat him. And, and, but then others, I, you know, I, I just drew a little picture. I, I wasn't a very good artist anyway, but I'd draw a picture of my daddy, and I, I'd show my daddy with his arms outstretched. Embracing me. Because I knew my daddy cared. Even when I was in school, and a little kid, I was in Little League Baseball. I wanted to be a baseball player one time. I told my daddy, I said, man, I could be a Major League Baseball player because I hit that ball pretty good. I was tall and lanky, but I could hit it a long ways. And I could catch and pitch and throw and, and all that stuff. And I could run because I was tall and skinny and lanky. <laughs> But And I thought they had a tryout camp when I was 16. I said, hey, Dad, I think I'll go over there and just try out and see if I can, you know, who knows? I might become a major league baseball player, and I can make a lot of money. And look what I could do for your ministry. He said, son, he said, I don't need you to do that to help my ministry. Because most of the time when people get fame and fortune, it gets a hold of them and pulls them down. He said, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But you pray about it. Because my daddy knew I was called to preach at that time. I was 16. I'd already preached at 15. You know. <laughs> and, so, and he said, you pray about it. And I did. So, the baseball teams didn't get me. It's their loss. Probably my gain. <laughs> but God's loving. Can you say amen? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the children of the, the disciples in the boat and the, the waves beating against the boat and, and Jesus is up there sleeping. They come up, woke up, don't you care that we perish? And, and sure, Jesus cared. He saw that they were going to drown if they didn't get a hold of themselves. <laughs> and so he just raised up and said, Peace be still. Amen. And it was peaceful. God is that kind of God. Now look, First Peter 5 7, cast all your cares on him. I'm encouraging you this morning. We're still talking about Father's Day, but God is our Father. Cast all your cares on Him because why? He cares for you. God cares. God cares. Psalms 37 verse 23 said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. The good news is the Lord's pleased with the success of His children. God loves it. It's, it's I, love, I, love, I love to see my daughter succeed. I love to, you, you probably love to see your children succeed. It's something in the heart of the father. You love to see your children do good and succeed. And the Lord's pleased with our success. And God is, number two, God is a consistent father. God doesn't change. His mind doesn't waver. He doesn't wake up one day and say, Lord, I'm so glad you gave me these great people. And then the next morning he wakes up, Lord, why did you give them to me? Why don't you just give me another batch? (laughs) Aren't you glad God's not that way? Why? God's a consistent Father. He's reliable. He's dependable. He's worthy of our trust. God's worthy of it. Listen, don't slap God in the face and like you don't believe him, <laughs> trust him. Trust him. He's dependable. Amen. The third thing, God, He's a God who does not change. God is a God that does not change. How many? How many you get anything out of this this morning? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord, by the way. <laughs> God's a God that does not change. Some people are unpredictable, but God is a consistent Father. He's consistent with everything. He's not moody. He don't never have a bad day. Oh, listen, I remember some kids telling me we'd go to their house to play and I'd hear a bunch of screaming stuff going on. I said, we can't go in there today. My dad's having a bad day. <laughs> Well, you know what? God doesn't have a bad day. God loves us. God never wakes up grouchy, by the way. Now, some people can't talk till they have the first cup of coffee. Well, I'll tell you what. When you get up in the morning, if you get up at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 6 in the morning, 7, whatever time you get up, God's awake and waited on you. And you can say, good morning, Lord. Hallelujah. And God's there with us. Can you say amen? (laughs) God's love isn't based on who you are, but who He is. Can I say that again? God's love isn't based on who you are, but it's who He is. He's God. 2 Timothy 2, verse 13. I, I love the scripture. It says, even if we are faithless. He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Even if you're faithless, listen, God sees our weaknesses and our inabilities. He sees our doubts, our fears, and he sees these things that try to overcrowd us and to overpower us. But you know what? Even when we are faithless, how many's ever been faithless? How many's ever just give up here? I just give up, Lord. I just give up. I can't. You. I, I just give up. Can't do it no more, Lord. Can't do it no more. No, no. But when you're faithless, how many's ever been faithless? I've been faithless. I woke up saying, "Lord, what am I going to do? How are we going to do it?" We're, but He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. Ooh, glory to God. Even when you don't feel like praising God and you just say, thank you, Jesus. Some people have just done it like that, you know. Well, just praise him. Well, praise God. Hey, God's still faithful. <laughs> and God will so himself strong. Can you say amen? <laughs> oh, glory to God. I can always count on the Lord. Amen. Look at Malachi 3, verse 6. I'm giving you these scriptures real quick. I am the Lord. I change not. I am God, I change. Now, you've heard all of these scriptures, but I'm just putting them together in one little package here for you. But I'm the Lord and I change not. God doesn't change. He won't change. He's immutable. He's unchangeable. God's God's the same all the time. God's faithfulness is the same. His power is the same. His love is the same. Everything that is about God, He's the same. And listen... Psalms 18.20, what a God He is. All His promises prove true. And if God says it, we can count on it. Listen, He's consistent. He's that kind of God. Because that's what God... That's God. And number three, He's a close father. How many of was close to your dad? I was close to my dad. I'm, I'm sure... I know L.H.'s kids are close to him. And uh, and, and uh, Brady, I know your kids are probably close to you. And, and Wayman, your, your kids are close to you. And... and uh, Brother Harold, I know your kids are close to you. Amen. Uh, my kids, my, my daughter, she loves me. In spite of who I am. My daughter loves me in spite of it. Thank God. Amen. I said, thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Sometimes I've had to go repent to her and say, I was a little bit too grouchy today, said daughter. <laughs> she said, I know, Dad. I was going to talk to you about it later after you calm down. <laughs> But he's a close father. Can you say amen? He is the God that, that is on our side. He's everywhere. God's everywhere. The power of God's everywhere. And, and, and today, I, I just want to give a word to our fathers, our grandfathers and uncles and, and uh, great-grandfathers. Be an example to the younger generation. Always be an example to the younger generation. Show and exemplify Christ to the younger ones and to those around you. We, we need to always exemplify the Christ. The only Christ some of them are going to see is what's in us. Amen. So let them know it's more than religion, but it's life. They were first called Christians in Antioch. That word Christian means Christ-like. We are Christians. Christ in us, Christ power in us, Christ love in us, and we we are what God says. And I tell you, we're men of God. Every one of us, in all the men in here, we're men of God. Hallelujah! All that's us watching us by Facebook Live, we're men of God, and we should have strength, courage, faith, honesty, and leadership in our lives because that's what God counts. Be strong. And that's what Paul said. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Father, we thank You today. We just thank You for our fathers. For our men, Lord, that are fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers. Lord, we just praise You for them. Thank You, Lord, that You're on our side and You're with us. And Your power is with us, Lord. And we just give You praise. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to do this one more time. Do you, do, you, do you appreciate God? Let's just shut our eyes and just sing it to Him for just a moment. Heavenly Father, I appreciate You. Heavenly Father, I appreciate You. I love you adore you I bow down before you
1: Heavenly Father
0: I appreciate you Son of God what a wonder You are just singing to the Lord, Son of God, what a wonder you are. You set the Holy Spirit within, Son of God, what a wonder. Almighty God, I magnify You. Almighty God, I magnify You. I love You, adore You, I bow down before You. Almighty God. I magnify you. Amen. You women there's by your husband there, just take their hand. <laughs> Amen. Okay, and we need to pray for Cindy special too. This is her first. Father's Day without Brother Pete. Amen. Amen. I just want to, we're just going to say a special prayer for you, Cindy. And believe God to just touch you in a special way. Father, in the name of Jesus, just stretch your hands out over there towards her. Lord, just lift Cindy's heart today. Lift her heart and let her know that Pete is looking down and saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for repeat his life. And Lord, just comfort Cindy now. That you said you'd be a father to us. You'd be a mother to us. Lord, you're a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And we just thank you for ministering to her in a special way. In the name of Jesus, we just give you praise and glory and honor for it. And father, touch our fathers today. Lord, we lift our men up to you. Husbands, grandfathers, great grandfathers, great great grandfathers, uncles, Lord, we just, we lift them to you today, Lord. Every one of them that's represented here in Faith Assembly Church, God, we lift them to you and thank you that your power, your anointing, and your love flows through them. That their children can rise up and call them blessed in Jesus' name. Father, we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God! Well, let's stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're part of us. Let God just minister.